It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn was having a normal Monday and then found itself in the crosshairs of national media? What? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. So Matt Rule gets fired from the Carolina Panthers yesterday on Monday, Bomani Jones, a well-known, I don't think he's with ESPN anymore, but a well-known sports media personality puts out his comments of, you know, Matt Rule would make sense in Nebraska. A few Auburn people then respond to his tweet, one of them being Josh Walters, a guy named Josh Walters who's kind of started all of this. Don't know about the fit. But what if Auburn moves on from Harson between that potential buyout and paying Gus, hiring a guy who could let the NFL pay two-thirds of his salary would make sense. And Bomani says this, Charlie Five. He got said, unruly. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't rule it out. He said, <laughs> I, I mean, someone will take that job, but you'd be a fool to take that job. What's your mm. response to that? Where do I start? I mean, I could I could go for 45 freaking minutes on how idiotic that statement is. Go okay. for two minutes on it. How about I go for two minutes? Okay, Sweet. Terry Bowden, hired from Samford, goes undefeated his first year, plays in, two, plays in an SEC championship. Tommy Tuberville, 50, basically a 500 coach at Ole Miss, 25 and 20, 12 and 20 in the conference, comes to Auburn, has an undefeated season, wins the SEC championship, wins like five or six SEC West championships. Gus Malzahn, uh, Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik was 5-19 and 19 when he got hired at Auburn. Won a national championship. Won a natty, yep. Uh, Gus Malzahn was, went from high school, the fastest ever from high school to hottest coach in America, uh, follows Hugh Freeze's footsteps on a program he built, goes in, wins 10 games or nine games, whatever, gets the Auburn job, goes to the national championship in his first year. We hire a bu- we've hired a bunch of goobers, and they've all won big. We've hired a bunch of no, essentially no-name people. They come in. They have immediate success. Uh, there is no – Gus was here eight years. Terry Bowen was here five or six years. Tuberville was here almost ten years. I mean, that's not – that's pretty solid for, like, the average lifespan of a coach at, at a school. Like, it's not like there's just – everybody has these 20-year – head coaches that last forever. Yeah, it's Uh, wild to me. The narrative has become how unstable Auburn is. And it's like, we've had the fewest coaches uh, of most programs in the SEC, if you want to go all the way back to 2000. So this belief that you're not going to be given a chance is stupid. It is so stupid and completely unfounded. And I'm going to go on a rant when this thing's finally over about how much – Justin Lee did a really good job, but I'm going to go even more in depth about all the chances that Brian Harson has got the, the narrative that he never had a chance. I'm going to blow that completely out of the water. We don't have enough time to even start that. 
But the thing is, I don't know why. I don't know where this from the national media comes from. I, I'm try, I wish there was like a time you could pinpoint it yeah. uh, and, and find out where. But like if you really look into the Auburn coaching situations, uh, coaches that don't have great records come in and they have success. And it does. And it, it seems like it's more about Auburn than it is the coaches. It's like Auburn, you're just going to have success if you come to Auburn and you love Auburn. And 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 you and you get connected in with the community and the school. Auburn will love you back. Bruce Pearl's a great example. Sure, all these coaches that I just listed, they all were invested into. Chiswick's a great example. Tuberville's a great example. Yes, I mean, that, these folks chose to live here. Gus would probably have some sort of activity here if he wasn't in Orlando right now. I mean, so I'm with you on that. But Monty also said, just kind of going back and forth, um, this guy named Bob. But his tweet is, or his handles at Mark Andrews, so I don't know what that's about. But he says it's a good job in theory, but based on where they play and the expectation, it's probably the toughest job in America. Which you and I talked about this before. That's fair. Sure. So Bomani responds back. What's even good about the Auburn job in theory? At best, the fourth best job in the SEC West. There's a high ceiling, but the floor, it's bottomless. Well, the ceiling is very high because the last what the last four that you just mentioned either played for a natty or should have played for a natty if you include tubs. So it's like, what, what are we doing here? What are we floor, doing? The floor is bottomless. The floor is bottomless. They've We've only missed a bowl game. This will be the fourth time in like 20 years. If you go look at, we missed a bowl game. We missed a bowl game. Uh, we're going to miss a bowl game this year. Uh, we're going to miss a bowl. We missed a bowl game in uh, 2012. Uh, we missed one in uh 2008 and when was it before that 1998 uh i mean the the, the, the yeah, to maybe. me that's to me that is uh, it looks like it's really hard to lose less than eight games it, lo it looks like it's really hard to win less than eight games at auburn so like, so for fourth best job in the sec west like i guess he's saying alabama's the best job in the sec, sure. SEC west but i do think <laughs> i do think there's an angle where that's not true because I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for whoever's after Saban. So, like, I actually don't even know if that's true. You get access to a ton of stuff. But, like, yeah. that's not going to be an easy situation to step into. Ask LSU. Mike Shula. Ask Mike Shula. Ask, uh, ask mm -hmm. um, uh, Dennis Francione. Ask Mike Dubose. Ask uh, Gene Stallings, who won a freaking national championship. Ask them if it's the best, if what they think, instead of the greatest coach that's ever lived who just happens to be at Alabama right now, like right. is ask them if that's a great job, right. if it's the best job in the West. Right. It's just so – the media – it's just such a stupid – it's such a stupid take. Such and, a stupid and, take. and I assume the other two that he put above it is LSU. And I Maybe guess A&M. A &M. I guess A&M, but it's like – I don't know. It doesn't seem like Jimbo's having a whole lot of fun <laughs> out there. So yeah. we'll – um. We'll see. And it's like, okay, if LSU is that good of a job, why did they have to settle for their fifth option and get Ed Orgeron? You know, so it's like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if I'm totally buying that one either. So we'll see. We'll see. But or I, make I, a huge reach on Brian Kelly, who probably is going to get fired quicker than my, uh, Brian Harson is. So uh, I, it's just, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, when, if you can really look at this logically and look at the past. Uh, history of coaches that have been hired i mean even pat die pat die had a barely over 500 record at wyoming sure and he's i mean maybe a barely over 500 record before he came to auburn 
it's it's Auburn wins all when you embrace Auburn you win I don't know I can't understand it I can't explain it it doesn't it does not take the best coach of the generation to win at Auburn now we have the the sustained success that a lot of uh, that that you know like a Nick Saban or somebody would have no but uh you you come to Auburn and if you just embrace Auburn, it seems like you're going to have success. And, and and then there's a there's voluminous amount of rec, of of evidence that to to support that. I went with voluminous there. How about that? Is I don't that, even think I, that's I, the I, right I, way to say it. I, I know what you're trying so. to say, but <laughs> I'm not going to correct you because <laughs> you're on the... fire right now. On oh, a Charlie man. Tuesday, I'm not going to say you're wrong on a Charlie Tuesday. That would be that would be crazy. Very lengthy and full. There you go. <laughs> that's what that means. Very lengthy and full. I like it. Do you want to talk about some of the players that, you know, are rumored to be redshirting and stuff like that? You cool talking about that in a second? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, right here on Locked on Auburn. But, hey, today's show is brought to you by friends at Upside. Charlie Five, do you hate it when your gas costs more than what you should be paying? I despise it. Do you hate it when the food at your favorite restaurant costs more than what you think you should be paying? Cannot stand it. Do you hate it when groceries cost more than what you should be paying? Absolutely loathe it. Loathe. Loathe. He did not say love. He said loathe. loathe. Our friends at Upside can battle this inflation that we're going through head on. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase. And then once you check out this Upside app, there's a bunch of different offers in the app. You redeem it. You take a picture of your receipt and then you get cash back and you can move that cash from your upside account to your PayPal, to your bank account. You can get gift cards, whatever you want. So download the free upside app and use promo code lock to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code locked. Also, Charlie five quick question. Your favorite place to buy alcohol of any kind is where? It's got to be frisky whiskey. It's frisky whiskey. It's frisky whiskey. Without a doubt. You understand how crazy the selection is at frisky whiskey. You understand how crazy and polite the customer service is and how willing they are to help. Um, you also understand um, what it truly means to be frisky. And that's why they call it frisky mm. whiskey. And, mm. and I respect you a ton for that. Frisky whiskey, it's just uh, it's off of I-85 right when you get into the state of georgia it's cheaper over there tax stuff and way stuff that i don't fully understand i just know when i go into frisky whiskey they have everything and it's significantly cheaper so head over to frisky whiskey just type in your phone's gps or if you're hopping on i-85 going into georgia you'll see billboards all over the place frisky whiskey love those guys all right so reports have come out right and we've talked about this a little bit landon king wanting to be redshirted sounds like he was told that hey lose weight we'll use you in that kind of hybrid tight end role like rob gronkowski type thing that that's kind of what i was hearing um he clearly did that he looks great can't mm-hmm. stress that enough he looks fantastic handsome uh, um are you hearing similar things about landon king yes yeah um, okay i mean that it's just weird because it came from a source that it nor- doesn't normally come from. And so, right. that, but I think everybody's kind of cool with it now, you know? Yeah. The the biggest thing about guys like Landon King, this is something I've never seen before. Uh, and it's still early in this whole portal era and, and transfer era. 
but I guess you go all the way back to um, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank on the quarterback. Uh, you got that uh, was at Clemson that that did this thing and it was a big deal. Um, what was his name? Kelly Bryant. Kelly, Kelly Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, he went to Missouri. Yeah, went to Missouri. And it could be that this the portal period has changed and you can't just go in the portal at any point in time. But I guess you could say you're going to go in the portal uh, at, at, when it when it opens. But sure. like we're seeing guy we're seeing guys like Landon King and and other players uh, the 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 safety that transferred in from Iowa State did the same thing. Craig McDonald. Uh, Craig McDonald. They're going in the portal, but they're I'm, I'm sorry they're they're redshirting. But they're not declaring that they're going to eventually go in the. They're going in. The, they're redshirting, hoping to save that year of eligibility because they want to play at Auburn next year. And that seems to me to uh, that they they want to play for the next coach, not this one. They want to play for the next group of coaches that come in, which I think is is very telling. Yeah, I'm curious to see if other folks do that. the The Craig McDonald one is interesting because, like. He committed to Auburn while Brian Harson was that coach. Like he yeah. committed to like he may be the most recent like active player that committed. Like I don't think anybody else transferred in after him. Maybe Marcus Bragg. I don't fully remember the timeline there. But Landon King, I get like he didn't commit to Brian Harson. Like he was already here. And he then, signed early. He signed early. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if he enrolled early, but I know he signed early after before Brian was was hired. Right. So. um that's interesting. Do you think other players will follow suit? And if so, do you have any kind of potential names that we could be? No, I do think for? I do. I do think there there will be more. I don't. I don't want to say a whole lot of you know a whole lot of names until they've actually gone yeah. in because I don't want to put anybody on blast. But uh, there, there. I don't know that there's going to be anybody that's just going to be a killer like Tank's not probably not going to do it, and there's not going to be guys right. like super big impact guys. But these. These second tier, there could be a, a lot of second tier guys that want to save this year of eligibility, mm-hmm. so that uh, either when they open the portal period they can go transfer, or uh, they hang around to see who the next coach is going to be, and they may want to play for that guy and uh, don't want to waste their year of eligibility uh, this year. So it's, do you, it's just. Do you, do you, you get know. a feeling that the Zach Calzada would potentially say at Auburn, depending yes. on who the next coach was? Do you really I think so? Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think he went into this whole uh, shoulder situation. I went went into this whole surgery I, with a hundred percent plan to try to come back uh, to Auburn after, like next season, depending on how the whole the coaching change and everything worked out, and it was somebody that he was comfortable with. I think that's was that's been part of his plan the whole time. He's got, I mean, I don't know how his whole graduation thing works out, but he's gonna he's he's I think he he's could, already graduated. Yeah, so I guess he still he could go ahead and uh, grad he, he transfer. Could, he could grad free. transfer, yeah. But um, I think I've never I've I've all only heard that he wants to try to come back here, uh, if you know the situation works itself, and and you're hearing more of that, which is to me, mm-hmm. is unheard of. I, I I don't think we've seen situations where kids sit out to play for the next coach. I don't think we've seen that seen that before. So you you think there's going to be another quarterback battle between Calzada and Robbie and. Maybe TJ, depending on what happens there. Well, I I wouldn't be shocked if one or more quarterbacks actually do leave. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just I'd don't be think, surprised if all four of Auburn's quarterbacks were back. I just don't year. think Calzada, depending on the hire, is going to be one of them. I think I think he's probably going to hang around because I think 
I think he, I do think he has some. He obviously has some shoulder issues. I think mm-hmm. he's he's got the potential to be a really good player, uh, and I think he's going to want to see you know see what comes next. Okay, at All Auburn. Right. All right, let's kind of predict what will come next when Auburn heads to Oxford to take on Ole Miss in just a second. Charlie Five right here on Locked On. Auburn, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from Auburn's weekend. Um, I guess this week's thrilling moment (laughs) from the Auburn Tigers is Jarquez Hunter's big touchdown catch and run against Georgia in the second half. It broke a lot of streaks. Um, So I, I, I guess it showed that Jarquez Hunter is always going to fight, which is, uh, which is great. So uh, this segment inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles, pursue what thrills you in the all new frontier Armada or pathfinder today available now at NissanUSA.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Charlie Five, uh, Auburn pretty much a two-touchdown underdog wherever you look, including our friends at Bet Online. I think that line is fair. I do have a weird feeling about this game this weekend. I just think Auburn has always kind of been able to match up well with Ole Miss. I think even including last year, they had one of their best seasons that they've ever had, and Auburn still found a way to beat them without scoring in the second half. What um, <laughs> right. what what are your thoughts going into this one? Okay, so I think any, I think the 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 teams that Auburn possibly has a chance to hang around with are teams that have that play that don't play very good defense at all and then maybe don't just have an incredibly explosive offense that's where I, I feel like this could be another mismatch um I actually think they could possibly score even more points than Georgia on us uh and, uh they're they're very good on offense but they do play pretty good defense too that's what's that's what's a little bit scary they they throw the ball really well. Um, they run the ball even better. I mean, think about how well Georgia ran the ball on us. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss is even better. They're better the at it. Uh, so, and they play good defense. This is that one of the Judkins best. dude. That yeah. Judkins dude is a problem. Begged to come to Auburn. Begged, begged to come to Auburn. And we we tried. We had some bigger fish that we were trying to fry. Couldn't fry them, and uh, we ended up. Well, he he begged Auburn to come to Auburn. Begged Auburn. Wanted to come to Auburn. Judge. 100% wanted to come to Auburn. Who did we take instead of him? We were trying to get Trey Citizen, and um, he ended up going to uh, Miami, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's kind of how that played out. Uh, Got it. He, he, he committed – He signed, I think he signed early, uh, and we, he wanted a spot here, and we were going to wait. And we ended up getting burned there. So I vaguely remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was. We still got Demari Austin, but we wanted two backs. And this kid's Judkins is unbelievable. Uh, and then you got Zach Evans, uh, right. Jackson Dart can pull it and run on you. Um, and, and, and Jackson it, Dart has gotten better pretty much every week over every the season. Single week. Yes. Um, 
and uh, just them, them as a team uh, getting better every single week. And you mentioned the defense. Their defense doesn't have to be great, but like it's pretty solid. And, yeah. and I thought it was going to be below average. And it's probably a slightly above average SEC defense paired with that offense. That makes them a really good team. Here's what's scary. Fourth best rushing defense in the con- in the conference. So they have the ability to shut down the run. They have the ability to shut down the run. And if you can stop us from running the ball, uh, you pretty much stop everything about this whole offense because, you know, we just can't – we can't – we're not there yet. We're, Robbie's not there yet, even though he can do great things. He's not there yet where he can just drop back, pick you apart, and beat you when you're trying – when you're giving that to him. They're going to give it to him. They're going to give that to him. I just don't mm-hmm. know that we're there to be able to take it. It's on the road. We're reeling after a big loss. Um, I, it could get and ugly. It, it could get ugly. Last week has the potential to be the kind of loss that impacts you for the rest of the year, too. Um, much like the Penn State loss was, and our guys responded really well. We'll see how our guys respond to this road loss, and they've got to go on the road again. But, you know, you, you pitch them by week coming up after the fact. And then, you know, I, I think a very beatable Arkansas team comes to town. So, look, we'll, we'll see. as bad as I feel about Ole Miss, like, when, when the, if you take the same thing I just talked about, Arkansas and Texas A&M coming up, terrible against the run. Arkansas has one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Arkansas is Ar- terrible against everything. On, on defense, for sure. Well, they, so, they, can, they can rush the passer, but, like, that is it. Like that yeah, is, yeah. That's Arkansas good. and Texas A&M not good against the run, though, and we get them both. Uh, I think we get them both at home. So yep. those could be those could be games you could win just based off that matchup alone. And this Mississippi, Miss Mississippi State and Starkville coming up though, like they're, they're right in the middle of the pack, stopping the run. So, uh, but that 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 Mississippi State team may be the most underrated team in college football. Like they, they're they, solid football they teams. Are, if they had LSU helmets on instead of Mississippi State helmets, people are talking about them as a top 15 team. Like they, yeah. they, they are they are a very good team. No how I I can't really figure out how they lost to LSU, but um uh they're 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 solid. They're gonna beat they're gonna scare some people. Um I'm anxious to see that Alabama matchup because me too uh, that's a, that's those type of that's those type of offenses that give Alabama fits and, and they play a little bit soft they play pretty salty defense they're they're a good team they're they are very a good, good team. team they are a good team uh, I think the winner of the Egg Bowl at the end of the year will be the number two team in the West which I would not have predicted going I would year. not be shocked I would not be shocked if uh, I got to look at the schedule I think it plays out this way that if if things fall right the Egg Bowl could be for the SEC West. If 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 the if the well, Alabama's got to start losing then if that's the case. Well, they they play both of these teams, and they play uh, Tennessee this weekend, and they play Tennessee Knoxville. this weekend. So the Egg Bowl could be for the SEC West Championship, which would be wild. Don't they play uh, that on like a Friday? Not like a Friday night a, game. It used to be a Friday night. It may be the Friday night. That would be that'd be pretty pretty sick. But it, regardless, awesome. regardless, they could be both playing for ten win seasons, which would be unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. So. We we'll not. see. Uh, do, do you do you think a decision is made about Brian Harson this weekend, assuming Auburn loses? As of right now, I don't. I don't expect him to be. Okay. Uh, I don't really expect him to be fired. I think he'll. I think he'll be here season. at least to November. My, I, I'm. I, I don't know exactly how the time frame will work, but you remember this kind of has a feel. You remember when Muschamp was at Florida and. 
somewhere towards the end of the season, they made an announcement that he wouldn't be retained, and uh, they ended up beating uh, Florida State, and they carried him off the field or something, or maybe beat Georgia. or something. It was something where they carried him off the field, but it was like everybody knew it was announced that he would not be retained. I, I kind of see maybe some scenario kind of like that playing out. Okay. Currently. Right. Now, if it gets ugly Saturday, all bets could be off. If it yeah, gets I mean, as ugly it, it, as it, it seems be. like it's this weekend or the end of the year for me. Like that's I just agree. kind of the feeling that we yeah. get. Yep. Um, no turn. This is the this is the big. We'll see. Yeah, hundred we'll, percent. We'll see. How can people find you? Hear you? Love you? Support you? All that good stuff, buddy. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me uh, in the Locked On Auburn Discord every single day um, on auburnlive.com, the corner message board, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dabbot Golf Pod. That's another Locked on Auburn in the books. Coming up tomorrow, a war report Wednesday. Mike G returns to the show. Mike G. Right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.